Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you. We come before you, Father, as a people. We're looking to you for the answers. We know that you are the answer. And Father, we just thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy and your forgiveness. Lord, you can see, you know, you knew before we did what a mess this place is in. That's why you went to the cross. But Father, you showed us the way, and you have provided us the way, not only for eternal life, but for the life right here. You've shown us. And I pray, Father, that that we can glean from your word, and understand and have wisdom and to push forward. And Father, may we live your righteousness. May we be a people here in the United States of America that is the beacon of your word. Father, it's not easy. You know that. The things are getting heated up down here. The enemy is dancing because he's fooled so many people. Father, may we step on his toes and bring him down and rise up as a nation under God once again. I believe that you have placed me here for such a time as this. And it is in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. You have no authority. That's the word, the phrase that came to my mind this morning. And it's right out of the scriptures. If you remember, it hasn't been that long that we had our Easter sermons. John 19, 10 through 11. So Pilate said to him, meaning Jesus, they had taken him before Pilate. Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you An authority to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no authority over me if it were not given to you from above. And he went on and said, Therefore the one who handed me over to you is guilty of greater sin. Let me make a few things blatantly clear. The elected officials have no power but that we have given them. And we can take it away. And they know it. Thomas Jefferson stated, Whenever a man has cast a longing eye on offices, a rottenness begins in his conduct. The majority of our Congress, state and federal officials, have a rottenness in their conduct. We the people outnumber the socialist woke in this nation. And we outnumber the elected officials. 
But as my daddy used to say, the wheel that squeaks a lot gets the grease. And we ain't been squeaking, folks. We've been sitting back. Reality check. Going back to the old article of Charlie Reese. If Congress wanted to fix poverty, they'd have fixed it. If Congress wanted to fix our debt, they'd have fixed it. Keep them poor and in, and keep them dependent. That's the socialist way, remember? If Congress wanted to fix the invasion at the border, they'd fix it. Hundreds of thousands of illegals crossing the borders is not asylum seekers. They are job takers, and many are out-and-out criminals invading our nation. It's not asylum. It's an invasion. If Congress wanted, and it's a crime that they're allowing it to go on, if Congress wanted to right any of the wrongs they have done, they would have done it long ago. But you see, they aren't in the business to right wrongs. They're out to make their wrongs legal. And again, profit financially while the American people suffer financially. You see, I'm also going to circle back here to what I said many years ago. The real existential threat to liberty in America is Congress. Presidents come and presidents go, although I wish Obama would really go. He's still hanging around. The very ones we entrusted to guard liberty have worked diligently and paid and have paid hands and have been paid handsomely to destroy liberty. The two party system has become a rich and powerful mechanism because the boss, you and me, has been sleeping at the helm of our great republic. They have no power but that we have given them. Now, even talking like this will label and possibly put me in danger. I, You know, the way things are going this day and age, I do think about that. We outnumber them. The woke are not America. They are not us. Listening to their language is key. Democracy? No, it's a republic. Yes. Samuel Adams told us, How strangely will the tools of tyrant pervert the means, the plain meaning of words. Well, we've seen that in everything. America is not systemically racist either. But by many in uh, government positions, they are systemically racist. They are racist. I shouldn't say systemically. And they want to keep this narrative going to divide we the people. Because when we the people are divided, we are weak and they are strong. It's a socialist doctrine, you know. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, property, and prosperity. They don't like that. I believe that the medias, the politicians, the bureaucrats are getting rich off of all the crises. And the American people continue to suffer because of D.C. occupiers occupying offices and cutting deals. I'm going to cut it short here because I want to get straight to our guest today. And we'll back up and do some things, talk about some more on my monologue. I got a little carried away. I got pretty whomped up when I was typing out my monologue. But we have Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group with us today. And I think she's probably just as upset with Congress and <laughs> legislators as I am. Mindy, welcome back. Good, Good morning. I know you've. You've been traveling a lot, but uh, I'll tell you what, we miss you when you're gone. Thank you. Well, I I traveled for the first time in a year, a little over a year, uh, since the, <laughs> the quote-unquote COVID situation, and it was very interesting. Um, 
being in airports and listening to the recorded message that they blare throughout the airport that uh, you must keep your mask on at all times, and it is a oh federal law. It's not a federal law. There it's is not no federal, federal law. It's a lie. It is a total lie, and yet the mask <laughs> police are in full force at the airport. And what I find hilarious, and it really is hilarious, you know, they they have you social distance out in the airport and make sure that you're wearing your mask, but then they squeeze you onto a plane. <laughs> they cram you next to people. There's no social distancing, you know. <laughs> so you're crammed onto this plane, and you have to wear your mask at all times, or the, you know, the stewardess will come and, you know, reprimand you. But it's okay to take it off to take a sip of water or drink. Or eat. Put it back on, Dolly. What in the world? (laughs) They're just—they have just got us jumping through hoops. What's next? You know, that's the scary thing. Get into the get into the train car. There's nothing to worry about. Just come on in. (laughs) Sure, it's got air conditioning. Yes. (laughs) Pay no attention. (laughs) It's—it's just unbelievable and. Yeah, everyone is just, you know, in compliance. It's just crazy that everyone is just falling into place on this. It's, and It's not just that. It's the ones like, like me who don't want to put that mask on. Yeah. It's these others that think that I'm a criminal. Yeah. If I, that I'm killing them. Even after all this evidence has come out, and we knew it in the long run, or we knew it a long time ago, masks don't work. Lockdowns don't work. Yep. Except for destroying a nation. Right. They didn't stop a pandemic. That's and the best intention. way to stop that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm okay with the 15-day shutdown. But anything after that was a complete and total mistake. I have something opinion. interesting I, to share about the intention of COVID um, when we come back from your break. Absolutely. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy Patterson. We're both a little warmed up today. Come on, America, wake up. Don't be woke. Be awake. For we're the great Republican. We're the ones that have the authority. And we will be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. 
Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Caesarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bring an America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm visiting with Lindy Patterson. You know, Mindy, let's let's go back to the COVID. You said you had a story about that, so I, I want to listen to that. Well, just briefly, um, I think it's really important, and a lot of what I do is listen to what the enemy is up to. I read books that they write. I read articles that they write. I listen to their programs occasionally on podcasts and other things. I want to know what they're up to because it's oftentimes a roadmap to where they're trying to take us so that we can, if we listen to it, maybe we can head them off at the pass, beat them at their own game. So occasionally when I'm alone in my car and running errands, I tune into NPR (laughs) because there's a lot of very progressive liberal uh, people that, you know, show up to to interview on these shows. It's just crazy what I pick up on this on NPR. Anyway, a couple weeks ago, it was a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and I was running errands, and I tuned into NPR, and they had this uh, so-called economist on, uh, an economic expert, and he was clearly an academic. He was, you know, a graduate from Princeton or Harvard, and was very much this elite mentality, but he said something very interesting. He said, which, by the way, won't be at all a surprise to you or your listeners, but they put this out there, and this is what people are gobbling up. He said, we realized when COVID hit last year that it really brought relief to the earth, and we have been watching COVID at work because... Uh, when COVID was in full swing last year, 
um, we've noticed that when America is is prosperous, we use up too many resources. We use too much energy. We use too much lumber. We're gobbling up earth and and land to build new homes and buildings. We use too much food. We use too many. He just kept emphasizing we use too many resources. Wow. That's a huge, huge tip of their hand. We all know that oh, climate change is at the forefront of everything that the left is trying to pull over, pull the wool over our eyes to take away our private property. And it is, this is the club that they're going to beat us up with. This is why President Biden shut down the XL pipeline and is you know, turned us into being from from being a uh, energy independent nation within a matter of weeks to increasing gas prices, tripling in in you know having us be dependent on foreign oil. This is about redistribution of wealth. This is about uh, destroying our economy. This is about making us dependent, as you said, on government. All of these things, and look how fast it's happening, just in a matter of months. And for some academic out there to be on NPR and who knows what other shows, telling the, telling the world that we're using up too many resources when we're a prosperous nation. Well, I think about my dad, World War II veteran, mm, who yeah. taught me, you know, at the dinner table and through osmosis and growing up in my home, that prosperity is what makes things great. Clean air, clean water, clean land, being a great steward of the land. All these things come about when we are prosperous, when we have a strong economy. And when we're not strong, we're getting the homeless camps. We're getting the, you know, poop on the streets and the dirty water and the, you know, everything is just a mess. It's a mess. When are we going to learn? It's calling for this counterfeit. They're they're turning this nation into the uh, excuse me everyone I'm going to say it out loud the hell holes <laughs> that yes. these other nations have been and are the ones that are leaving their nation to come here for prosperity are taking our nation down to become worse than what they left. That's what's going to happen. It's, you know, somebody in Texas was saying it's, it's the, it's the wild, wild west down here. We're just going to unleash because they can't put up with this anymore. They had over 10,000 immigrants from one area come in, uh, cross that border in the last year. That was just in one, from one place. 10,000 people is not asylum. That's not a few people saying I'm under attack and and th- uh, we're not supposed to be the world's jobs. <laughs> they need to look at us because all our jobs have gone to China. They're crossing the wrong borders. Yep. If they're looking for work, because we're becoming a service nation. You know, exactly. Size of that? Would you like to? My, <laughs> well, we all want cre- clean air and water and environment, and you know, all of these things are important. But the the yes. problem that the Democrats are are pushing the fact that you know, if we aren't a prosperous nation and we don't have freedom, the magic happens when we have prosperity and freedom, and 
innovation takes over. If there's a problem to solve, the private industry can, you know, invent something that creates, that solves a problem. That's what we do in America. It, but they're, they're really, they're halting all of this by pushing us in through this funnel and, you know, creating more problems by, you know, making us more dependent on government. It's really scary. And I, I don't like the fact that so many people, here's what I'm seeing in, in legislative uh, bodies as well as uh, other other things. What what I find disturbing is that uh, people who jump into the fray to take part in the process, whether it be legislative at the local, state, or federal levels, or getting engaged in your school boards, or getting engaged in whatever it is, the people who are doing that are the people who care about America. Those are the people who want to preserve the Constitution, to to protect our God-given rights. And the people who don't understand America or understand its founding principles are the ones who are uh, wearing the masks in the, blindly in the airport and listening to the recordings and, well, the government knows best. You know, no, no. There's too many people that are falling into lockstep with this, and it's really it's disappointing and disheartening, and quite honestly, really scary. Well, the the face masks were never necessary. Um, Fauci was correct about that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't begrudge somebody to want to wear. I before COVID ever took place, I saw people that had health issues, and particularly in the winter, wearing face masks. People that have extreme allergy issues in the spring and the summer wearing face masks out in the public. I don't have a problem with that. Wear your face mask. But now now they're starting to let up, at least in Missouri and some places. You can walk in as a customer and not have a face mask. But every one of these clerks is forced to wear a face mask. It makes absolutely no sense None. whatsoever. And going to a restaurant, it's like, you know, we as patrons can go in and sit down without a mask, but the waiter and waitress has to wear a mask. It makes no, no sense. It, and it listen, I, I should have caveated my statement by saying, you know, it's freedom of choice. If you feel that you want to wear a mask, then go ahead. Wear a mask. But for the government to mandate these things, and in the airport where it makes no sense at all, I just, you know, I'm, I'm struggling in in this. It was. Here's the thing, you know, I found myself. Um, what should have been a 24-hour round trip turned into three days because my planes were canceled due to weather um, over the last three days. It was a real struggle to get where I needed to go and come home. So I spent a lot of time at the airport. And it wasn't fun because I had to wear a mask most of the time. And it's very uncomfortable. It's hard, obviously, to breathe. Um, It's just, you know, and it it just didn't seem to make sense. You know, if you're sitting 20 feet away from other people, why should you have to have your mask on? I don't know. Just, well, weird. and these and these and these kids or whatever at, in these drive-throughs, and you're trying to understand them, and they've got a mask on. What, you want number two? You want number two? Yeah. 
Well, and, <laughs> you know, you can't understand a word they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, it is also, you know, it goes back to this economist. You know, we need to, and his solution was after they've observed uh, that the economy, that COVID brought relief to our resources. That was the takeaway message from this thing on NPR, I, I should have mentioned, is that they've noticed a huge relief to the earth and to our resources. So there you have to figure out a way how to do what he going. called an economic suppression. He said, we don't want to, you know, we don't want the economy to crash in the United States. We don't want another it's depression. Sure what we want is more of a, suppression of the economy so that everyone is able to survive and live comfortably but not you know in not uh you know being in industries that are ruining our resources wow okay that translates into communism pervert the meaning of the words yep suppression oppression come on people come on they wanted to crash I, okay, we're headed into a break. I have an opinion about COVID, too. I want to bring that when we come back. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're with Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group and also the New Territory Media Dot com. You need to check that out. I apologize. I haven't sent you an article in a long, long time, and I've got two or three of them. No worries. They're just about, they're ready. I just haven't fine-tuned them. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about COVID. Well, it's not really COVID. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the pandemic. Now, the virus is real. There's no doubt that the virus is real. Mm-hmm. But China produced it. There's no doubt that they produced it. Whether they released it accidentally or on purpose is in question. But once it was out there, they didn't stop it. And I believe many in the Democrat Party knew about it and approved it. Now, if you remember, they were telling everybody, go party. Go out there. Go party. We have no proof of that. That's just Beth's opinion. But all that has transpired since then, we could go on unmasking the mess. I mean, it is, it's a mess what they have done to this nation. And what is even sadder is how easily the people were fooled. Well, there's a reason the Lord, there's a reason the Lord compared us to sheep. (laughs) So we ain't real bright. And we follow way too easy. And if we don't have a good shepherd to follow, the wolves will get us. Yes. Well, there's so much disinformation about this. And, you know, you brought up a good point. I, I'm i certainly not um, claiming that COVID wasn't real or any of no, that. But what has been so concerning is that, you know, government just makes things worse, not better. Mm. And government has is rooted so deeply in the oversight of this situation and people are just falling into lockstep with things that are not practical. And so people need to think. It's what you and I have talked about for years, that sense of discernment and critical thinking and, you know, thinking independently or being given the option. You know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, by all means. If You know, if you want to take hydroxychloroquine as a, 
uh, preventative, do so. But we should be given the freedom to decide. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here. I think I said it yesterday. But, and like I said, the, the men in black may be coming after me pretty soon. I believe what the lies that have been done with COVID through Fauci and Burks and some of the others, I believe they are no different than a war criminal. Mm-hmm. And I believe those who stopped the hydroxychloroquine and tried to make it illegal for doctors to use it for COVID, there's your health care, folks. I want you to listen to that. That is your health care because they will tell your health provider, whatever doctor you choose, what he can and cannot do. That was proof right there. And now they're coming out that that was a big lie and they knew it all along, but they did it anyway. To me, yep. they're no different than a war criminal. And I believe, I believe war criminals get executed. Yep. You're right. And I agree, too, that I agree with everything you just said, in addition to the fact that they're using this as the vehicle to destroy America, to destroy our economy. And when, you know, radio programs on NPR have economists on that are, you know, saying things like what I have shared that I heard, it's just obvious mm-hmm. they're they're basically trying to take down our economy and turn us into a socialist nation. There's no no doubt in my mind they're trying to and, say, well, we're just depleting too many resources, and it's being pro- a prosperous nation is bad because when we're prosperous, truth. we use up too many resources, and climate change is hitting us hard, and we need to really back off. Wow. Okay. Well, they want us all to be as. Have, your listeners seen what's going on in the homeless camps in California? That's what's yeah, in store terrible. for us. It is, they want us all to live in a tent? Good Lord. Uh, and if COVID was as, as bad as they, as they tried to tell us it was, why aren't all those homeless people dead? Right. Good they, point. Weren't, they weren't practicing hygiene. They weren't wearing masks. Why, why aren't they all dead and infected? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe this educated man believes in climate change for one minute. Mm-hmm. He believes in socialism. He believes yeah. in taking this nation down. They don't care how many lies or how many lives they take, how many lies they tell or how many lives they take, as long as they get to their uh, agenda, and as long as they yeah. make it to their goal, which is to bring this country down. And and we can talk about these public broadcasting and, and NPR and all these bad medias. But let's go, let's go to Fox. Let's go to Fox and Chris Wallace and what he did over the weekend. Let's go to Fox and some of the others. And even some of the other uh, Newsmax, I heard, and this was several months ago, and and I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, well, it was Salito, I think, uh, Chris Salito or something. But when somebody was talking, and it happened to be Mike Lindell, I do believe, but somebody was talking about the election. He goes, well, we accept the election. No, we don't accept the election. And wasn't it wonderful, the reception that Kabbalah Kamala had in Guatemala? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that said it all. It really did. I'm telling you, we outnumber them. The problem is we're too nice. 
We're sitting back, and it's time for us to do just like that lady in New York did. Stand there before that that school council and school board and give them what for. Amen. It's our tax dollars they're spending. And I saw something yesterday, Mindy. <laughs> We're having a great talk here. We're going to have to have you back. <laughs> I saw something yesterday, and I didn't quite understand it, but it smelled bad to me. It was a Democrat and a Republican, and they're they're wanting to get all the traveling information from the Supreme Court everywhere that they travel because they can call for security, but normally they just use the security that's there, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why don't we have that with Congress? Why is it Congress is always demanding somebody else show them their papers? But they have this huge slush fund this government, that's taxpayer dollars to cover their sins in Congress. Mm-hmm. This, it smelled bad to me. Maybe it's a good thing, but it smelled bad to me. And the one guy that was doing it on the Republican side was John Kennedy, who I kind of liked. He said a few things occasionally that I didn't agree with that made me think, well, how long has he been there? They're using us. Mindy, and the American No question people, about it. The American well, people, they have no authority but what we have given them, and we need to take it back. That is Go right. Ahead. And in the Declaration of Independence, the first three words of the Declaration are the most important, we and that is people. we the people. Yes. As you said. Well, you said Go ahead. You sent me... Uh, the information here that the Democrats have, uh, where did I put that? They have this website. And, uh, oh gosh, where is that? I lost it. Uh, here it is. Organi- organizing for action. Mm-hmm. Obama's leading this. And I want people to understand this. I want you to understand, we, uh, we know that much of the media is is propaganding. They're right behind this socialist movement. They're hiding correct information. They're no different again. They are no different than war criminals. People have died because of their lies. And Obama is leading the pack. I've often said it's O'Biden. It's not Obama. I mean, it's not Biden. It's O'Biden. Because Obama's leading the pack. He's coming out of the closet, so to speak, as far as leading the pack. They're doing everything that he told them to do. He's moved right there to D.C. He's keeping an eye on things, Mindy, because he wants the Obama world. And we're in a bunch of trouble because he has no authority over us unless we allow it. Right. We're heading into a break. I hear the music again. I'm going to have to have you back. I'm kind of taking up your time, haven't I? <laughs> it always goes fast when we talk. Oh, it does. Goodness well, sake. you're listening. Well, let's, I'll give it to you when we come back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy Patterson. Folks, you need to be listening because property is what they want. They want you, they think your property, and they think where you live is their property. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. How? 
How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to Beth at CSETalkRadio.com. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-418-5778. 800-418-5778. 800-418-5778. That's 800-418-5778. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, 
two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Bethann. Well, <laughs> we wanted to talk about how bad Congress was. <laughs> We've kind of gone everywhere. <laughs> and uh, um, you had some legislation that uh, that's out there that you said there's one good and, and many bad ones, and I wanted uh, you to have the time to do that. And, and we can bring you back here in another, uh, well, you could come back tomorrow if you wanted. We've got it open. and uh, But let's let's talk about this because I think it's vitally important. Um, go ahead. Well, as you and I have talked about recently, Congress is broken, and it's just feels futile to even try to oppose some of the animal rights-driven legislation that has been reintroduced at the federal level. It it just, everything just feels uh, rigged. But I will be there uh, working in D.C. to oppose and inform congressional members on both sides of the aisle as to what these bills really mean. And you said a mouthful a little bit ago when you talked about the Obama era. The Obama mm. era is alive and well, and it's yes, back. It is. Um, it is back in Washington, D.C., and all of the legislation that has been introduced and reintroduced uh, from the animal rights groups is to push USDA into Obama-era adversarial enforcement practices and uh, Obama era, era um, basically the elimination of animal owners and animal related businesses it is you, you know under Obama there was a regulatory czar and the regulatory czar oh, has yeah. the Cass Sunstein who is a radical anti-gun vegan activist who unfortunately is teaching law at Harvard. He's a law professor. But he is a very radical, radical person. And he was, under Obama, the uh, regulatory czar that was pushing all of the anti-agriculture, anti-animal legislation at the federal level during the Obama era. Well, it's all back, all of it. It's As the bills are getting introduced, it's just jaw-dropping because it's so predictable, and yet here I am, you know, getting ready to head to D.C., and um, and by the way, I am a federal registered lobbyist, but I'm not your typical lobbyist. I only lobby. You don't have any money. <laughs> exactly. A, I have no money. <laughs> we, I say I. I mean the cavalry group. We. I mean, it's we're a, we're a small organization. But, you know, we're, we're member-based. We, if we don't have members, we don't have funds. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to be heading to D.C. to represent all of our members. And that's all, that's the only organization or organizations I represent are our members. 
uh, our members' interests who are animal owners and animal-related businesses nationwide, from cattle ranchers to dog breeders to exotic animal owners, deer farmers, uh, dog breeders. I mean, they're all in the crosshairs. And these federal laws uh, that are getting ready to be heard um, or hopefully heard. You know, Nancy Pelosi has something in place that she uh, pulled out of the air in 2019 when she became Speaker of the House again. She created what's called the consensus calendar that's really important for your listeners to understand. If there's a federal bill that gains 290 co-sponsors and has those 290 co-sponsors for 25 consecutive legislative days in Congress, it bypasses a hearing in the House. So there's no opportunity to be heard. There's no opportunity for us to show up to the microphone and oppose this legislation. It just goes straight to the House for a vote. And that's already happened twice on animal rights-driven legislation. And I guarantee you it will be happening again on a lot of these bills that have been introduced. And they may not even be animal-related. It's just, you know, the left is trying to slam this stuff and cram it down our throats and pass these things. And, you know, they're basically using USDA as the vehicle to uh, insert their agenda under um, the regulatory arm. And, uh, Uncle Sam, destroying agriculture. That's what exactly. the USDA so is these days. Mm-hmm. There are bills impacting equines, the pet industry, wildlife and exotic animals. Um, there's even something that I find it interesting that, HSUS, or the Humane Society of the United States, is, has introduced and written a bill called the Preventing Future Pandemics Act. And it's, <laughs> they're basically using COVID as the club to completely destroy consumption of meat and, um, and basically uh, further restrict ownership of animals livestock markets. I mean, what we know today as, um, you know, livestock shows where you go to buy a new horse or cows or goats or whatever, they will shut that down under the um, under the banner of the, the COVID, this preventing future pandemics because, um, you know, that's their, that's what they're, how they're going to implement their agenda to stop zoonotic diseases, which is animal-to-human transmission, and they're just assuming that all these things are coming through. And, but you know what the irony on that is? And this is a topic for a whole nother show, but um, all of these animal rights groups are um, involved in animal shelter rescue, nonprofit shelter rescues, and they're importing dogs to the tune of close to a million a year into our country from China and other foreign countries overseas the to fill up our shelters because <laughs> we've done our job in rehoming animals and 3% of the animals in shelters today are, are owner relinquished. That's a very small percentage and, and these nonprofits wouldn't be making their money if they weren't full and fooling the American people into believing that they needed to, you know, quote unquote rescue all these dogs that are coming in from foreign countries. So that's okay, but we don't want to have, you know, livestock producers selling livestock at um, livestock auctions. That is risky, according to the animal rights groups. See how they're shutting us down? 
Yes. It's insane. You mentioned something about these 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 uh, uh, nonprofit organizations. They're all making money. Oh, oh. Uh, the radical, the radical animal rights groups, the radical climate change groups, and the radical left organizations, and yes, the radical right organizations. They're all yeah. making money. Yeah. And the American people, liberty uh, is failing us. They're taking our liberty away. They're robbing us of our freedoms and our Life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. And people yes. need to understand, we outnumber them. We don't out, we don't have more money. But I think when Trump was elected in 2016, he proved that the money isn't what matters. Mm-hmm. It's the message. Right. And we've got to keep getting this message out, Mindy. And well, we have to make you. it harder for people to start nonprofits. I, I really think there needs they we either need to, I mean I hate to say we need to ban nonprofits, but no, uh, we need but. to make more restrictions maybe because honestly, I can't I can maybe count on one hand maybe uh, some of the nonprofits that I think are legitimate nonprofit organizations because most of the nonprofit organizations that you've point as you've just pointed out are making money hand over fist, and they're paying their yeah. uh, the head of their organizations like $500,000. For the last 10 years, I've tried to get a hold of them, and they won't have anything to do with us. I hear the music. And, yeah. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy, bringing America home. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, They would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. Why don't we say to the government writ large, that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.